The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The FAI were in front of a committee on media, tourism, arts, culture, sport, and the Gaeltacht uh, this afternoon in relation to well several different issues. Christopher O'Sullivan is a Fianna Fáil TD for Cork Southwest. He's a member of that committee and I'm going to be speaking to him in just a moment. But first, Aidan Delaney uh, from our newsroom here in News Talk is with me. Because Aidan, um, people will be kind of maybe vaguely aware, and I'm describing myself here, that the FAI have been back in the headlines for the wrong reasons in recent weeks. Why? What, what has been happening? Well, first of all, we should say that the FAI should have appeared at this committee about a month ago because they were going to come in, talk about, you know, this uh, vision and strategy plan that they had put forward and how we were going to invest in grassroots football and all that kind of stuff. And it was going to be pretty much a good news story for the FAI. They were looking for money. They were doing some great work. It was all reformed and, you know, we left the kind of bad days behind us. Unfortunately, you know, just as we were about to kind of hit that time where they were supposed to appear before the committee, all these issues regarding the CEO's uh, pay came out and anybody who remembers the John Delaney time knows that pay was quite a big uh, issue back then as well. So a Sport Ireland, uh, they commissioned an audit which identified that CEO Jonathan Hill received payments made to him in lieu of holidays not taken and expenses relating to commuting from the UK because he lives in the UK. He was supposed to move over didn't do that in the end so he was getting extra money uh, to come over and back uh, so that was um, th- those monies actually exceeded the limit that was agreed in the memorandum of understanding which was brought about because of the bailouts that the association needed way back in 2020 so they decided that the CEO's pay couldn't go above uh, the highest paid civil servant in the government which is the secretary general of a department uh, that was about 216,000 euro at the time and it uh, you know, this audit came out that uh, the Jonathan Hill was receiving about twenty twenty one thousand more than that, so it was about twelve and a half thousand uh, for the. Um it was twelve and a half thousand for the uh, for the holidays that he should have mm. been taking, and about eight and a half thousand then for the commuting. So, the government came out with this. They discovered that you know this was an issue that wasn't part of the memorandum of understanding. Uh, they suspended government funding towards the association, and then alarm bells started to ring. We heard from Packy Bonner already today. He was saying that he only found out at the start of November. So, uh, you know, he's a board member of the FAI, and it's basically just been a bit of a mess. And you know, the money has been paid back now. Jonathan Hill has been paying back that money. The Government funding has now come back into circulation, so everything is kind of back to normal. But it just—it's just these echoes of the old days back once again when it's supposed to be a reformed association. Okay, uh, so that is uh, the situation the FAI finds themselves in. They were before this committee to talk about those good news stories, Aidan, as, as you describe about grassroots and uh, and their vision for the future. Uh, no doubt. Uh, the financial issue, though, uh, came up. As I said, Christopher O'Sullivan, Christopher O'Sullivan is with me, the Fianna Fáil TD uh, for uh, Cork South West and a member of that committee. Um, Christopher, w- what issues arose today and what answers did you get from the FAI? Yeah, so Kieran, as you can imagine, uh, as Aidan's pointed out there, the majority of, of speaking time, I suppose the majority of that three-hour session, I think it was three hours just finished right now, um, it was dedicated to the, the, the governance issue, uh, which is a shame, as, as you've pointed out there, there should have been a conversation about what we're going to do to, uh, I suppose, revive grassroots football, to invest in grassroots uh, soccer and to, to ensure that there's a fairer spread of, of, of funds in terms of uh, looking after those grassroots. That's what this should have been about. Uh, you, you mentioned Packy Bonner there. I think it was kind of... Um, a bit of a sad reflection that he was pretty much a, a, a kind of a, an onlooker for the entire session because it was down to the governance. This would have been a great opportunity, I guess, to, to talk to Packy about his vision for the future. But we had, there was an onus on us because this has emerged in recent weeks. There was certainly an onus on us to get to the bottom of this in terms of how, how it came about and in terms of the culture 
within the FBI, which were, which was supposed to have changed. It was supposed to have changed with the idea of the introduction of an, in, an independent chair. This is what Roy Barr was supposed to do, get away from those old Delaney era and, and have a really clean, transparent um, mm. uh, kind of philosophy within the FBI. I don't think that that's what emerged from today's uh, session. I think, look, obviously we'll wait for the dust to settle on it to see how people feel that it went. But just to borrow, I, I think Alan Dillon used the phrase, it's a bit of cock and bull. I think that refers to the fact that, yes, Look, in fairness, Jonathan Hill apologised unreservedly for this, mm. refunded the money, which is really important, acknowledging therefore that this was wrong and, and this payment shouldn't have happened. Um, but what there wasn't an acknowledgement of, I think, was the awareness and the knowledge from different parties, uh, for example, uh, from Roy Barrett, from from um, uh, Liz Joyce, uh, who's also a director there, and also from uh, from Jonathan Hill, because there was, I mean, a few stand, a few kind of astonishing revelations. I think for me was that the fact that there was a conversation between Jonathan Hill and Roy Barrett in relation to this uh, kind of uh, payment mechanism, and it came about because one other staff member previously, and there's about 240 staff, I think, at emerged today in the FBI. Yeah. One other staff member had managed to avail of this payment in lieu of holidays. Now, if they consulted the handbook, and you'd have to imagine the CEO of the FBI and the independent chair would be familiar with the handbook, they would have to have uh, seen that it is absolutely against the handbook uh, and practice to uh, pay days in lieu. And instead, the normal practice is to carry forward days. Uh, so they, they went against uh, the handbook in that regard. They must have done so knowingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hill's first payment in terms of these days of lieu came in in March uh, I think 2022, I believe. So there was this knowledge right throughout, and, and I think to kind of. I'm sorry, that Christopher, to, to go to question, w- w- was there a knowledge throughout that they were breaching the cap as well? This is what we were trying to get at. Uh, and, you know, Jonathan Hill, uh, you know, in, in his answer, denied that there was any knowledge during that period. And the, he, he claims that the first that he was aware that he was breaching the cap was, I think, in maybe September, October uh, of this year. Uh, so that's that's really hard to believe. And that that that, that I think any onlooker. Um, would find it very hard to believe that that was the case. It is more likely, and this is just my opinion, it is more likely that there was a, a conversation had, um, and well, we know there was a conversation mm-hmm. had, but this was a way of getting around that uh, memorandum of understanding 35, which states that the, sa- that the salary should not exceed sec gen level. Um, in, in my view, and this is what I put to the to, to Mr. Hill today, is that there was, this was a kind of a, he saw that some other staff member had availed of this. This was his mm-hmm. chance to avail of something similar. Um, and that this was a way of getting around that pay cap. What That's was what his response? What was his response when, he, when you course, put that to him? As you can imagine, uh, denied it and, and, and didn't uh, feel that, that this was any way of trying to breach or get around the, the, the sick gen cap. Look, I think there was so, a lot so of... Vague... What, what, his version of events is that this was kind of... It, it was an intentional receipt of money. They knew what they were doing, but he never did the maths. He never added the money together and realised it would be in breach of the cap. Or he didn't yeah. think being paid in lieu of holidays counted as salary. Well, it's it's a good question. Even the answer to that wasn't quite clear. Um, you'd imagine that his argument would be that he wasn't aware that this would be uh, in breach of the cap, but he must have at least yeah. been aware that this was in breach of the clearly set out handbook uh, on staff payment, which is there. And he's the CEO of, of FBI. He must have known that. And also during this whole period, I think uh, Cossie, the, the uh, consultants came in and made to investigate this. He must have been aware yeah. That this that this uh, was applying to, to to his payments. Well, whichever um, and whichever. And sorry again to cut across it. Which, whichever turns out to be true. I mean, it's hard to know which is worse, isn't it? Either either he knowingly breached the cap, or he unknowingly breached it. In which we've got somebody running the FAI in receipt of massive money from the government who can't add. 
That's the point. And look, it kind of, I, I, I'm not sure if you'd agree with me, but it really mirrors a previous, I suppose, uh, Iraq decision that we had early in this year in relation to similar, similar payments that seem to have been created or manufactured um, you know, in, in a kind of convenient way to get around certain um, payment limits. Uh, that, that's how it appears to me. Obviously, I'm talking about the, the, the RT uh, Iraq sessions mm. in, in this instance. It seems to be the same. And, and the same question, I suppose, apply there, which was worse, not knowing uh, or knowing and, and going ahead with. Now, he claims that um, he wasn't aware of, of, of that, that it exceeded, but he must have because this was going into his account at that point. Um, but, the, you know, Liz Joyce then was asked, when it was brought to her attention, she knew about this uh, in December when Roy Barrett approached her. She said that she advised against it, yet at the same time didn't think to bring it to the renumeration committee. And, and this all kind of leads to this culture and this ethos that, 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 that I think raised the greatest concern within the Oireachtas committee is that this kind of yeah. Delaney era culture still exists within the FAI. Well, that's, that's uh, the and, thing. And I mean, the, 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 there's elements of this that are kind of complicated and there's an element of he said, she said. And it's worth stressing again, Jonathan Hill kind of denies doing this knowingly and has apologised. Most people, though, what they'll take from this story, Christopher, is a roll of the eyes, a shrug of the shoulders and same old FAI can't be trusted with our money, can't run their own organisation. It is, and, and it's it kind of goes back to that grassroots football. Like the, these are the ones that will suffer. Obviously, the funding was withheld for uh, a good period of time because uh, of this issue, and then we had the whole debacle in relation to the the gender balance and trying to achieve those gender uh, balances on, on on the board. And it's all like, I mean, Jonathan Hill isn't going to be impacted by this. Uh, Roy Barrett isn't impacted by this. The people who are impacted is is, is grassroots soccer. And and by God, you know, I mean, I, I was thinking of. Um, I mentioned at the start of the committee that, you know, my greatest, I suppose, sporty moment and my favorite sporty moment is Packy Bonner in the, in the, in the penalty shootout in Italia 90, um, when I was eight years old. And, and we haven't got back to those days yet. And the only way we can go get back to those days is proper investment in grassroots football. And if this kind of, uh, mentality or culture exists within the FIA still, we're not going to get back to there. Christopher O'Sullivan, Fianna Fáil TD for Cork South West and Aidan Delaney from our newsroom here as well. Thank you both very much. Uh, for joining me here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.